0: Welcome to Synthaholics, this is your host, David Duncan, and with me, Brian is back from his
1: cultured Hello. trip in Europe. I'm Brian. I'm ready to get completely outclassed in Star Trek knowledge by two by these two gentlemen. And Beyond, and- outside of what Lower Decks is, I know nothing. <laughs> and then, returning, we
0: have got Stuart Foley from Truckyards. Captain Foley, thank you for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me back. Sorry the internet kind of frizzed out there
0: oh yeah no no worries hear you the yield internet loud and clear the yield internet's known to do that from time to time but yeah (laughs) we've got two star trek titans and then we've got brian (laughs) (laughs) two star trek titans (laughs) i mean i've got i've got my impact neuron shirt today since we flashed everyone last time red alert <laughs> two titans of the industry and then one random guy that doesn't know much <laughs> but you did enjoy lower deck season one and two and you know it's everyone's got to start somewhere with star trek lower decks was your starting point
1: yes uh, you know I no tried... no it was the uh the movies the 2009 oh that's true whatever. oh my god <laughs> yeah just, but i think it was 2009 it's right?
0: like you, you you watched another star trek after seeing that movie yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is that not critically acclaimed in the star trek community uh no Um, (laughs) it's
2: a good gateway drug into trek for some people i know some people that that's the first thing they saw and now they're like schooled in like everything so yeah
1: yeah there's definitely a lot and i i know know, i'm just joking i know that movie's not and the movie's not very good but I did see it.
0: They're great turn-your-brain-off action flicks. Like, if you yeah, just want exactly. to turn your brain off and see, like, stuff fly at your face for, like, 15... You know, for, like, 2 hours and 15 minutes or whatever it is. Like, it's great for that. Is it great
1: Star Trek? Eh, no. Yeah.
2: Not really. Soundtrack's but, fantastic. That's oh, the one thing that I really love about that movie. Well,
1: yeah. the, the third one was the best one, right?
2: Yeah,
0: I, I think that's what Beyond. Oh, it was also written by Simon Pegg. So, I mean... <laughs> Really? Simon Pegg wrote co-wrote, it? Co wrote the third co-wrote. one, yeah.
1: That's pretty cool. I mean I like he's him.
0: he's an actual Star Trek fan, unlike you know the hacks Alex Kurtzman and <laughs> Roberto
1: Orsi. Alex Kurtzman, man. <laughs> every time we talk every time Star Trek's talked about that guy is always brought up. Uh he is he is he is my personal cancer. But um <laughs> But uh Moose Normally, uh, we have news. I got really nothing. I can think of one thing that I I will bring up. Uh, I used to watch Doctor Who a lot, the TV show Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. And I did see, uh, uh, like, two days ago that they're bringing back a doctor that they already had, which is cool because he's most people's favorite doctor, I think. Oh, so yeah. that's really the, that's, that just came to my dome right now. That's, that's, I'm, I'm just firing on all cylinders right now. That's really all the news I got, though. I can't think of anything else. Gabe I've been Tennant. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And then, and then Stuart had some Eagle Moss news. Yeah. Ben
2: Robinson just tweeted that, uh, the, the rights for the, the, Star Trek ships have been bought by another company and to not worry too much because we'll be, be able to get Eagle Moss ships again soon. So stay tuned, everybody.
0: Yeah. Eagle Moss, they tuned. make, they make, Great stuff. As I was saying before the show, I've got my beautiful Expanse Rossinante, and uh, it yeah. it was supposed to got come in time. For, here. It was supposed to come in time for Christmas, and then Brian shows up like nothing. Like, <laughs> I got this, <laughs> man. That's really cool. It's a cloak. It's
1: a cloak to Derrax. I see it now. Yeah, it was it was just cloaked. Exactly. <laughs> <I'm> about- <laughs> anything i have is just cloaked yeah it's it's a
0: cloak man eagle moss has come a long way they've got cloaking ships now it's
1: fantastic (laughs) yeah it's pretty intense some science they got some pretty intense science stuff going on they're gonna lead the charge so So, uh i was
2: gonna say the problem is you always lose that one
1: don't you yeah i have actually i buy quite a few of them every year (laughs) it's like the lego you don't want to step on you step on it and you don't know what you're stepping on. Well, actually, immediately it breaks your foot. Well,
0: did, actually, the, the Dadrax would probably be one of the least painful things to step on, yeah. as long as it's face, you know, it's uh, uh, the right position. Upside down, mm-hmm. if you step on the front of it, then you might be in for like a, a, a D four type of pain. D four type of pain. <laughs> well, because the D four is like a pyramid. It's the, the Deradax has a
1: very sharp <laughs> nose. Come. I wouldn't want to step on a big D four yeah yeah it does still- surprise you a lot especially since it's invisible and you're just stepping in it's like something's there you don't know where it is <laughs> yeah for sure so Stuart, you are our
0: guest uh last time brian and i both gave lower deck season two like a nine i just double checked i wanted to make sure we were on our review numbers for season two i i we both gave season two a nine uh season three uh Stuart, what what do you what do you think
2: well, season three was the worst out of all three seasons. There were a few filler episodes in the middle there, like probably three or four episodes, which weren't that great. And we were kind of dismayed a little bit. But uh, overall, I think the rest of like the first episode and the last couple really redeemed it. So I'm going to have to probably give season three a
0: 8.6. David, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give season three, like, a an eight. Just a straight eight. Um, it, it definitely is not as good as season two. There are some really great nuggets of, like, future plot points that they planted in this season that I really wish they would have, like, you know, given us more than 30 seconds on for the entire season. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, there were some hit-and-miss episodes uh, did you watch bro,
2: the Did you watch the post credit scene from the last episode?
1: Yeah. Oh, I, did, I didn't realize there's I a post credit it, <laughs> scene. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the yeah. Marvel thing now.
0: Oh, the like, odd
2: episode will have them. You gotta check. It's oh, it's there's a, there's a it's, good one.
0: it's weird, but like the streaming service will just sit there and like it'll like. Oh, you want it to watch ends. this next? Yeah, It, yeah, like, it just it, turns it, it, it off. Like, if there's a post-credit scene, it should it they should set it up so it doesn't like watch this instead. You know, trying to yeah, keep I you hooked know, on the I platform. Know. So I just like. This
2: pretty good. This thing's pretty good because if it's a post-credit scene, it just says skip credits. Ooh. And if there's not, it doesn't say that. So yeah.
0: Yeah, CBSL oh, Access or I guess Paramount Plus uh, interface isn't the most modern
1: and or succinct. I mean, it is. It is. <laughs> Like that in terms of streaming services, it's gotta be the least popular, right? There's probably never mind, there's definitely probably least popular more people wait, less less people that use it, other ones? But Paramount's definitely not high tier. Anyway, uh the two Titans gave a pretty good score here. I'm all I'm all I'm gonna give it uh an eight. I also I enjoyed it a lot. I still I still enjoy it. I I agree with Stort that the middle of it's kinda weird. But other than that, I did I still do like the show. The only problem is like I'm starting to like lose like track of like what the main story is. I don't really know like what's like it seems like every episode is contained within itself and nothing is like continuing. So it's that's to me it kind of should be. Yeah, well that, that's what it seems like to me. So this show seems like it can, can just go on forever, which is cool because it's still good.
2: The best well, Star Trek is Episodic Star Trek for sure. Yeah. I mean like
0: it, it's 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 kind of like TNG where they'll reference stuff that happened before, but it's not like a hard continuation. Although season exactly. 1 and 2 did have like the pack led overall arc which was really good and really funny cuz I mean, uh, uh, Samaritan Snare is a really good episode of TNG. And they're just like the dumbest doofuses, then you never see them again. It's like, I guess, I guess that episode just like didn't resonate really well, because I think they wanted a, a new bad guy, and then like. <laughs> They were just too dumb, and so they are like, yeah, we're just going to avoid the packlets until until Lower Decks, and they decided to bring them
2: back. Uh, they made them I, pretty menacing, actually, for being they, stupid.
0: They did! They did such a good job, uh, especially in Lower Decks. I, I love the um, that. And, and now, I guess, the new overall story is a Section 31 story, um, I, I guess, for, for Season 3 and 4, since they just didn't, you know... Just kind of it's
1: started. Four, it. Four, four is announced. I know th- yeah, well, they yeah. were working on three. They got four too. The yeah, they're working on four. Okay, cool, mm-hmm. cool. I yeah, more.
2: I think I think the next the next season is going to be um, section thirty one involved as well as Badgie, agamus and Peanut Hamper. Sentient AI maybe contacting the Borg. That's what I think season four is going to be. You're like oh, Badgie... Man. You didn't watch the post credit scene, so you don't know what I'm talking so, about.
0: So, what's the post credit scene to keep to keep us in the loop? And obviously, said the holics is all spoilers all the time. So,
2: <laughs> it's uh, remember where they found uh, where Pe- Peanut Hamper was just drifting in space with all the debris. Yeah, um, in that episode, in the opening cre- uh, title sequence, they showed Rutherford's old implant, which was ripped out in that episode, floating Uh-oh. in space. So this one at the post credit scene is you see that debris field. They focus in on Rutherford's implant. Then a green tractor beam grabs it from above. And it kind of gets a little surge of energy. And you see static on his display. And then you see badgy as it gets tractored in. Um, (laughs) And so the the green could indicate the Romulans. The green could indicate the Borg. So it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. We have some sentient AIs that are evil. And I think it's going to be the main plot point for season four. I
1: mean, Do you think that... it's going to be the Borg or the Romulans? Because if, if I feel like they said Romulans more this season than Borg.
2: I think it's going to be the Borg. That's my guess, um, because uh, the, the Romulans don't really like AI. Um, but th- this, is, this could all be leading to why AI was banned in Picard, uh, quite a few years later, um, because if you got Agamemst peanut hamper and badgie all evil AI, a, ai's that do something um and, and be- peanut hamper threatened to call the borg so who knows what's going to happen in season four but uh
1: it, be, it sounds it like you're a an writer and you know what's going to happen you're oh, talking you know about like the... you're, you've written it
2: you know a lot of behind the scenes people we review every episode we always do the speculation and theorizing so that's kind of our job on Trekyard, so
1: pretty cool stuff we're, we're right some of the time. <laughs> some of the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that would be
0: a really cool way for season four to go. That's a, that's a good uh, cliffhanger. But yeah, the, the Agamas and peanut hamper, right, all the AIs like, that are stuck in cubes, and then also the cubes might kind of like give away that it'll be a Borg too, just like as a subtle hint mm. that they're they're stuck in cubes instead of circles or hexagons. Because I mean, Star Trek loves their hexagon containers. They're all over. (laughs) They're all over the sets of TNG and DS9. Yeah, they stack well. I mean,
1: (laughs) (laughs) they stack well. They're good. Yeah, they look nice. They're not blue, so
0: so they don't attack wharf out of the blue. So that's that's always a good thing. Um, What are some highlights for the season? I know, Stuart, you kind of said the first and last couple episodes. Any specific like episode that was like your your favorite?
2: Well, that's the thing. We're doing our our season retrospective today after this podcast. Gotcha. Uh, we're doing doing a drunk yards where we basically get drunk and talk about the season. But we haven't really established which our favorite episode was, um, but honestly, I think um, the Rutherford, the Young Rutherford episode, was really good, and these last two were really phenomenal as well. Um, the first one was kind of enjoyable too. I don't know if I I can say definitively what my favorite is at this point, Um, but, yeah, as far as Lower Decks goes, this season was a little lackluster. Um, I I definitely agree. Yeah, they did kind of make up for it at the end, but, I mean, new ships is always great, so seeing the the Texas class uh, was amazing. Uh, The Breen are back. The Breen are quite a threat, so there's some good stuff here.
0: Oh, yeah, I might see some more Breen in 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 season uh, four. Brian, the did Breen any- kind of
2: like oh, sorry, I was going to oh, say the yeah. Breen are kind of like the Tholians. Tholians in in TOS were kind of like powerful and mysterious. Nobody knew anything about them. Breen are this kind of the same analog for TNG. They're very powerful with that energy dampening weapon, and nobody knows what they look like. Nobody knows much about them. But, like they're the new Tholian almost, you know. So they all yeah, look like I Carrie see more Fisher. Breen.
1: Maybe, yeah. <laughs> So, before I give my highlight here, what what do you guys think about the, uh, like, the animation between, like, they're talking about, like, the, like, because it's all the same, like, universe, so they have, like, Picard and everything, they'll reference them. How do you feel, like, where you get, like, you know, the real-life people versus, like, animated, and it's kind of like living in the same, like, world, or, like, you know what I mean? No. No. Does, does it, so. This is this is an animated show, and most of Star Trek is not animated, and they're like marrying these two together. Does that bother either one of you? Season oh. season one bothered me the most because.
0: Tawny Newsome, like, the way she was animated, like, she was too much of a uh, Mariner. She was too much of a cartoon character for me to believe that she could have maintained any Starfleet career at all, even with her parents covering for her constantly. She was too off the walls completely. You think she's still not off the walls? No, no, no. No, she's, she's way more grounded in season two and season three. I mean, she's more, like, Kirk now, as far as, like... I'm going to take matters into my own hands and and, and get stuff done. She's more Kirk like now. In season one, she was, like, too bonkers. She was too much of a cartoon character. That was my main criticism about season one where I could not believe... I, like I, I, I can't... Yeah, I can't see Lower Decks as being actual Star Trek because the main character, Mariner, is too off-the-walls bonkers for Star Trek to work. I mean, you've got odd characters in Star Trek here and there, but they're still, like, grounded in the lore. Like, Barkley is, like, a holodeck, you know, uh, a- addict, and he just, like, loves doing a holodeck, I and then people don't take him seriously. I mean, like, you've got, you've got your weird characters, but I mean, he's still, like, you know, he got in trouble, and he'd, like, you know, he'd go to therapy for being in trouble, and, like, he'd, he'd do what he was supposed to do. He was grounded in the world, and I, he's a believable character. Season one, Mariner mm-hmm. was completely unbelievable, which did take me out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was your kind of your question, does it mesh up? Seasons two and three are a lot more grounded, and I, I, I feel like this is Star Trek more. I'm ignoring the animation now. like It doesn't feel off anymore. Season 1 mm-hmm. felt off. Seasons 2 and 3 course-corrected superbly, for yeah. me personally. Even,
2: even Prodigy with the CG animation, it's just it's, a, it's, so, it's so beautifully done. Um, and yeah, I think the animated shows are just... they enhance Star Trek rather than... because you got to remember, after T.O.S., Um, the three seasons that got canceled came out with star trek the animated series which was two more seasons which finished their five-year mission so there was an animated trek before all of this it was way back in the 70s
0: back in the day
2: yeah so there's a lot of animated trek now and uh i think it just enhances star trek experience makes it more accessible to some people so
0: they never brought back the life support belts though
2: they should (laughs) (laughs) be awesome
0: (laughs) <laughs> it's like lore-breaking stuff. We had life-support belts, animated series, TNG. We're back to spacesuits.
2: They, they reference them <laughs> once or twice in some of the novels.
1: Oh, yeah, really? I have, I have not oh, read yeah. any of the novels. Well, uh, I think for my highlight is Young Roth- Rutherford as well. Also, when uh, Mariner is becomes like an archaeologist, like Steeler those two those two like moments were probably my highlights for this season one of my highlights was Petra Aberdeen the other archaeologist
2: I have a thing for her yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh my highlight has to be has to be the Deep Space 9 episode because I'm just oh, yes I'm just a, a a Deep Space 9 simp I guess <laughs> You're a simp <laughs> I'm I'm such a DS9 simp I, DS9's my favorite Star Trek by far uh nothing comes close to Deep Space 9 as as a total package and
1: getting Nana obviously Is that visitor, true for you Stort is is DS9 your favorite?
2: I hated DS9 for a number of years, because I'd only catch it occasionally, and I'd catch like the worst episodes of it, because it's kind of serialized, but kind of not. Uh, I wasn't really into it. Um, and then my wife, when I met my wife, she was a huge DS9 fan, and she's like, you gotta watch the entire series with me, and I'm like, of course I will. And uh, yeah, after watching it, it is my favorite Star Trek series, series, aside from TOS. TOS is still the granddaddy, it's still, you know... It's the, the OG, where it all started, I mean... Yeah. You gotta love but you gotta episode. you gotta remember too that in DS nine we got trials and tribulations which went oh, right back such into a an episode of T L S. So yeah. yeah, DS9 is my favorite. I think there's they're the best um, best characters, uh, most developed characters and all of track it's realistic. No, um, we have
0: character growth because that's the yeah. one thing about Star Trek that I, to that point is that just kind of yeah. kills me a little bit In in TNG the characters start the same and then they end like they might have a rank up but they're basically the exact same person there's almost zero character growth yeah. And then, and, and you know, we've got Bashir, who goes a h- huge. He goes from a panty puller, like, chasing every remotely feminine thing in the thing to being, like, like this Ubermensch who's who's literally, a, you know, <laughs> an augment and, like, can just do C-3PO, like, calculations in his head and becomes a super solid character. I know a- Anthony, uh, Alexander Siddick hated that, but I'm like, it made yeah. his character so much better. I don't know how you can hate that.
2: And, and Voyager is the same way. Most of the characters didn't get any growth. Uh, the only ones that actually had growth were seven of nine, the, the Doctor, Paris a little bit, and mm. Um But yeah, it's, uh, the, I, I would believe- reference Voyager for that, because Neelix, in one we episode, dies for I forget how many minutes, and he's <laughs> absolutely devastated that there was no afterlife like he was promised. Like it was... It ended the episode with that, and next week he's fine again, and it's never mentioned again. It's like, no, that would change somebody, man. Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, so. yeah, it's terribly
0: inconsistent writing. DS Nine did it best with like the character growth and changes, and like Nog, Nog goes from just being like yeah. a, a bus boy to like in Starfleet as a Ferengi, and that is one of the biggest oh. character changes in any Star Trek. I mean, it's yeah. huge, and he's like not even a title character.
2: Yeah. Like if you, if you ask if you ask me what what was it, the definitive Star Trek series, I'd have to go with TNG. Kind of embodies everything that Star Trek is about, a bright optimistic future, mm-hmm. um, really good scientific premises and stories. It's kind of like the again, like the the definitive we worship you series. DS9 is still my favorite. Darker and yeah.
0: TNG is also just the easiest to get the everyday rando person into. Like, if they're going to get into Star Trek, that's the easiest way yeah. to kind of ease them into it. So is um, that what you're except... watching
2: next, Brian?
1: I don't know. What the heck's going on? And this is so cool. I will... <laughs> this is, like... Normally, like, when I, I'm just talking with David or whatever and he's talking about Star Trek, he's just telling me about things and I don't know what's going on. So now I'm hearing, like, two people that have, like, this, like, super complex, to me conversation about star trek and it's like yeah. cool to hear like for once i'm seeing like david like unlock this like star trek knowledge and he's been trying to get me to learn <laughs> <And> watch tng <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's what david keeps telling me to do <laughs> oh and you ds9 ds9, DS9. DS9 to for sure.
0: yeah
2: once like Start just... with ds9 watch tng first then get into ds9 yeah
0: well I, well I told Stuart this when you were gone before the show, but I, I wanted us to do because we had it. we were trying to figure out what to do for an episode and I was telling Stuart I wanted us to do first contact because episode one of season three heavily mm. references first contact and then it was removed from all streaming platforms and apparently it's coming to HBO Max yeah, soon know. if it's not already Wait, there. Really?
1: Yeah, all the Star Trek. You Kirk- know why? Why was it just? It was just that one too. It was like everything except
0: that. But they're all gone now. That one was the first to go, and now they're all gone from all streaming, and they're all gonna go. At least the first ten are gonna go to HBO Max, so we can talk. First contact, some other point, if it's not already there, because like in first contact, Zephyr Cochran, he's freaking out because he doesn't like his future. He's like, oh my god, they built a statue of me. Good thing Jordy didn't tell him about the theme park, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly. Oh. Yeah, you, you enjoy First Contact. It's a good introduction into both TNG and the darker side of Star Trek, which is more DS9. So,
1: Ooh, the darker
2: side. And
0: and it's got the Borg and and Brian one of the Brian's favorite things from last season scary was about Borg, the Borg,
2: which is important because the Borg aren't always scary.
0: He, he was he was interested in the Borg. Like he 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 he'd heard about the Borg, the other things, but seeing Boimler. Yeah, do it's like
1: the Easter eggs that they like start. Re- well, I guess they're not really Easter eggs since it's Star Trek. But like when they start referencing other stuff, I'm starting to like pick up on like what they're saying rather than just like that's a word <laughs> that they said. There's so many
2: Easter eggs in Lower Decks, like visual Easter, ones. Easter eggs is a huge references. Story. Yeah.
0: Huge, huge for Easter eggs. Uh, but just, I guess, back to my highlights. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got a yeah. little sidetrack there. <laughs> little sidetrack. A yeah. little, little bit down the Star Trek rabbit hole. The wormhole. The, <laughs> yeah, the Whatever wormhole, it is. That works. Um, so, uh, the Epsace Night, because we had Armin Chemerman back as well, not just Nana Visitor. And Armin Schimmerman he plays the Fringy but he gets kidnapped, Ryan. Cork. Mm-hmm. He still has his teeth. He put his teeth in his mouth to record the lines so he could still sound like Cork from the show. Really? Yes. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. He's still that got his teeth. Cool. He's just like, Dusty off Bro, Recording studio now. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That is so so awesome. He's he's such a good... And, and, and Brian, you've played Bioshock 1. He's the voice of Andrew Ryan.
1: Okay. Got it. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm glad you two like like the show because I want I want to continue like when new episodes come out, I still want to watch them. It's not like I'm tired of it or anything. Like some of these, sometimes when we podcast on certain stuff like Marvel stuff, it's kind of like a drag just to like oh let's watch it just so we can podcast on it. But for like lower decks, it's like I'm I'm still looking forward to like more. I want to see more. So I'm glad you two still like it. So it's still like validated and like. The Star Trek community.
0: Well, the thing is, is like, you should watch Season 1 of TNG and then we'll have you on Like, whenever you're done. We'll get Stuart back. We can talk about Season 1 and TNG all together. We can talk TNG. inside Star Trek and you can be like, oh wow, I didn't realize this happened in the season I, I watched.
2: Keep in <laughs> mind that TNG, both TNG and DS9 don't really get good until Season 3.
0: Yeah.
2: You gotta kind of stumble through Season 1 and 2 and there's a lot of good stuff in there, but really gets... On the rails running fast at like season I mean three. potatoes
0: are yeah. in yeah. season they, three. They find their footing in season three for sure. Uh, and, Voyager's and a weird to, one.
2: And going back to you, you being excited about us liking it, uh, I consider Lower Decks the best of the new trek. Really? Decks,
0: got oh, Lower by Wild, far. Got
2: Prodigy, we got Strange New Worlds, we got Picard, and we got Discovery. Um, and in that order, Lower Decks is probably the best. Strange New Worlds and Prodigy are kind of tied because Prodigy is amazing as well strange worlds is hitting out of the park with their return to episodic storytelling which is what star trek does best and then you got picard which has kind of been a letdown but season three is promising to be super fantastic and you got discovery which is just
0: there it's discovery is is near one of the <laughs> worst shows i've ever seen
1: i did watch the first <laughs> season of that I'm sorry. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we,
2: we, we'll never watch Star Trek again. Well, we
0: we uh, we watched it at our old job. <laughs> <because> <laughs> we watched it at work <laughs> because we ran out of Red Letter Media to watch.
2: Yeah, so we watched it at work. I've been, going, I've been I've been the last two weeks. I've been going back and watching all of the best of the worst from Red Letter Media. God, they're again. They
1: are so they are such Classic. Legends. legends. Yeah, they're they're, they're great. So, for as far as lower decks goes, though, this is since I still haven't watched any of the other newer stuff. It, it, this is the more goofy, goofy show, right? Like this is mm-hmm. not okay. I I'm mean, it's, sure. it's
0: goofy, but it's still the most Star Trek feeling of any. But goofy's of the fine. Shows. No, no,
1: I'm not saying Goofy's a bad thing. I'm just saying like it's oh, it's it's it, less serious than other ones. It and
2: Prodigy are the most canon respecting of all the new Trek.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, really? When
2: you see when you see a ship from. Like a Ferengi Marauder or a Kazon ship in Prodigy, they are perfectly done. Uh, you see them in Picard, you see them in Strange New Worlds, any of that stuff, it's what all redesigned. And new. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're the most canon-respecting and Lower Decks. Mike McMahon, the showrunner, um, really huge Star Trek fan, and it shows because he really respects the canon and just sticks to it. So
1: yeah, it's really important. A great props to the oh. animation team, then. Yeah, and then uh-huh. also
0: in in season two, when when they they had the Excelsior class ship with the Sovereign class nacelles on it, and I'm like, ooh, that's a nice upgrade for the for the Excelsior class ship. It's not like, the
2: Excelsior class; that's the Albina class, and Albina it's a totally class, different ship. Oh, it's it a totally different like ship. Except. Shame on you! Sorry,
0: I'm sorry. Don't kill me. I will just leave now. I. <laughs> Bye. You deserve <laughs> not to be here anymore. I don't
1: know. I, or watch Trek
2: Yard's episode on the Abina class. You'll find out it's completely different because okay. we just compare it to the Excelsior.
1: Just so on, for on, the I, tex- I, Texas class, is this new to lower decks or is Texas class uh, thing? Because I like the Texas class. I thought they're. Inter- I thought it was interesting.
2: Is new, 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 new. new. But Ooh. AI never goes well in Trek, so it was a bad idea to begin with.
1: Okay. So you mm-hmm. saw that coming. You saw that oh, yeah. on the way that it's not going to work out. <laughs> the, the display for it, the communications console, was the M5
2: Multitronic unit from the Ultimate Computer in TOS, which went completely off the rails.
0: <laughs> really bad. So, yeah. Yes,
1: exactly that. <laughs> the same kind
0: of
2: tech. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah. And Rutherford's code. Mm-hmm. I How like you Ruther- I, is, is your, what is your guys still favorite? I, I, I'm sure I probably said I probably in my head wanted to say Mariner is probably my favorite character. Do you guys have a favorite character here? Rutherford? I don't know. He's starting. He's starting to get towards the top for me. I like Rutherford.
2: Uh, I'd have to go with Mariner. I didn't like her at first, like the first half of season one, but she very quickly like turned her around, and uh, yeah, I say she's probably my favorite. Rutherford is climbing up the ranks. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, Rutherford was like, I didn't hate him, but he didn't like stand out for me. Rutherford yeah, he was just
1: kind of there. But this season, he's I'm really it was the ranks. that one episode where he's like, you know, I'm just yeah. starting. To, now he's starting to be like a main main character.
0: Tindy, mm-hmm. like, I'm glad we finally, finally, like the Deep Space Nine episode, like season one and season two I complained that they didn't do enough Orion lore and the fact that she was always trying to be like this like oh not all Orions are like this and like she's trying to like change the face of Orions and then she meets another Orion who's always like this is our pirate song and this is my tool I got clearance to wear my religious thing like you know yeah. from our culture like and he's, and he's like a total fraud and then Tendi turns out to be this badass which connects to season yeah. one where she's like the cleaner for that spec yeah. ops mission they do where she's kicking Everyone's butt, so like it comes together. Beautiful. Love Tindy. She's she's way up there for me. Like, like right now, like it, like before it was, you know, I wish Tindy was better because I love Orion's and I wanted to learn more about Orion culture because it's not talked about too much in Canon Trek. Um, very like three episodes tops. Uh, oh. so I wanted more with an Orion main character, I wanted more Orion lore. We're getting it a little bit each season, which is great. Uh, you know, season two it was Boimler and um, Mariner, and now Tendy's climbing up there because we're getting more about her, which is great. I love her. I love an Orion, and then Rutherford. Like it's almost a four way tie now. Like before, it was definitely just the two, and now like the other two are climbing climbing the ranks, Mm -hmm. and I I love them all. Yeah, I
1: agree. And then they're all all getting interesting in their own ways. Yeah. Well, the Orion
2: from the DS Nine episode was funny. He says. All I learned about Orion's I learned from really bad novels, the ones with the boobs on the cover. <laughs> Not even the good ones. Yeah. Not even the good ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, the holodeck programs great. with the boobs on the covers, too, I'm sure. <laughs> from Quark's... I mean, he was stationed on Deep Space Nine. Quark had to have had a bunch of Orion <laughs> things.
2: Also the Vulcan love slave number nine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, also, Brian. I don't know if you caught this, but like they mentioned that there's a a, a holodeck program with with uh, Major Kira's body with Quark's head attached. That happened.
2: Yeah, that's in the DS Nine episode.
0: There's a DS Nine episode of that happening, and it is disturbing
2: (laughs) it was an easter egg
0: yeah it's like it's it's a thing that happened for sure
2: somebody pays for holodeck program and they want to spend time with major kira so the whole episode is quark going around trying to get scans of her body because it's 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 illegal essentially to replicate anybody on the holodeck like that Mm -hmm. he's trying to get her like measurements and all that it's kind of hilarious
1: (laughs) yeah that's not too bad
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: because he's the local he's not only is he a bartender he's also the sex peddler (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Somebody's got to be there's always one. Yeah, I mean he's he's got he's the saloon owner like you know because Deep Space Nine was set up to be like a western. Yeah. He's like the saloon owner, sure. and the saloon also has the prostitutes. And you know Star Trek doesn't really have that except for maybe the Orions, the ones in the slave market anyway. But you know you get the holodeck, which I mean, hey, that works just as good. And there's no the double uh, girls. I mean, yeah, but which... I, don't th- I don't think they're actually supposed to be having sex with the customers unless they're no, like but, legitimately but dating. They're...
2: They're the analog to the old Western yeah. bar where you see the... the Pretty girls, yeah. ...ladies hanging around, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's good. So, low points, Lower Decks Season 3. What are some of the lowest points of the season?
1: I don't want to go first. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I'll go first, I'll, if you guys are I hesitant. Go I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. going to say the peanut hamper <laughs> exclusive episode oh, was probably no. the worst episode, but also a little bit of a guilty pleasure because the sex scene between her and a bird was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I have to put my, put your finger in my little tunnel, my funnel. I'm like,
1: what? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was, <laughs> it didn't make a lot of sense. I didn't understand that episode just, too much. It, it, it it was it, Avatar, is what it was. Yeah, Avatar or Pocahontas
0: yeah. or what, or, or Fern Kelly. <laughs> like Dances with Wolves. It was more
2: like Dances with Wolves.
0: Yeah, it was. But yeah, it was. It was funny because it was so wrong and so bonkers.
1: <laughs> when I, when is so for those birds or, or the like bird race? Like one of the what was it? Pr- prime directive is to like Matt talk to a species until they reach like a certain level. Mm-hmm. Is that how? it... Until they're
0: warp-capable, you're not supposed to interact with them. So I don't know why in the episode of Justice and D&G, these people have barely invented clothes that they can go to this planet for surely.
2: Okay. Some weird little niggles in there for the prime director,
0: yeah. <laughs> so some of the prime directive things like don't make a lot of sense. Like, they didn't, like... It's like season one, time? they didn't have, like, the lore perfect exactly, yet.
2: Yeah. Yep. it was a work in progress. That's the, that's the explanation.
1: Do these computers, like when when that get when that computer gets locked up and she has or, or the robot gets robot computer has sex with the bird they, and they all get locked up there. It, there's like a ton of computers there. Are those? Do, do you guys know and those computers that are there in the ship? Well, those are all like, the megalom-, uh, megalom-,
2: megalom-, megalom, Oh my god, I can't even say the word. Those are all the evil AIs that have been. Confiscated over the years because evil AIs AIs turn up a lot in Trek. Those okay. are the ones that have been confiscated. It's like
1: a reoccurring theme then. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: and Jeffrey Combs played one in, in Lower Decks. He was agamas He was right beside mm-hmm. her yep. in the in the prison. So yeah.
0: And and Jeffrey Combs, he's one of the cream of the crop Star Trek character actors that appears in several of the shows. He's plays like four. Five different characters, seven,
2: seven characters in Deep least, yeah.
0: Space Nine specifically, but he plays a one character in uh, Enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah, so he's he is one of my favorite actors in the Star Trek. So that's also partly why I want you to get into uh, Deep Space Nine, Brian, eventually. Because I mean, Jeffrey Combs is an amazing character actor. Like, oh yes, just to hear his voice in Lower Decks is great. I really want to see him back in proper Trek, but proper uh, Trek. But because they film a lot of it in Canada, they're not hiring Amer- as many American actors for that. From what I understand, that was I saw like an interview with Jeffrey Combs, and that's kind of what his his conclusion <laughs> was: is that uh, they're filming Toronto uh, with Discovery at least, which is why he and, and Stranger
2: Worlds, there. yeah,
0: which is a shame Stranger because World. Jeffrey Combs is ah, he's so good, he's a, such a good actor. Oh yeah. uh, you guys uh low, low points <laughs> so my my low low point, point. point
1: was going to be the bird <laughs> those birds and i didn't know like i didn't know if they're like sacred in the star trek community so i didn't want to say anything but another thing i, brand I, new. I did brand, brand new another, the cheap
2: man's in that line and that and it was referencing star trek the animated series there was a bird race called the yeah um yeah so yeah well, well
1: not, to me for that, for that for that episode not, like it didn't feel like I was watching, like, Star Trek. It felt like I was watching just, like, somebody just, like, wanted to do, like, a school project and they just, like, put, like, a computer with some birds. I don't know. That's the way That's the way the episode felt to me. It didn't feel very Trekkie.
0: Well, like Stuart said earlier, where, like, the AIs are all locked up at the end, this episode was a vehicle to bring Peanut Humber back in the story so she could be a bigger bad guy in Season 4 with Agamus. So that's that's, like that's what a lot of season like season 3 feels like a setup season like they're setting up section 31 they're setting up you know rutherford's i guess which was i guess paid off so i was i was thinking that his lack of memories in section 31 would be more entangled maybe they will be not 100% sure i can still work around that it's oh. not
2: like completely solved yeah. Well, it's like it's almost like they're setting everybody up to be badass because you got Boimler's <laughs> clone, who's now in Section Thirty-One, mm-hmm. who is probably going to have to take Boimler's place or be mistaken, or, Bo- or Boimler's going to be mistaken for him. Someone's going to come hunting him. You no, know, Rutherford's got the whole memory problem, which is it answered now? I don't know. There could be more to it. You know that Tendy's a badass because she did the, you know, the, the the undercover stuff in season one, and then she did the Orion piratey stuff in this season. And then you got Mariner, who knows everybody and has done everything. So that's a pretty kick ass team, honestly. <laughs> so they're building something up for season four. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing that's kind of got me excited with the Section 31 angle is maybe it's not even Prime Boimler, who's going back in time in, in uh, Strange New Worlds. Maybe it's evil Section 31 Boimler, and maybe somehow Mariner finds out and has to stop him. That would be kind Whoa, of the fun- a fun theory. I mean, that, I mean, like, I've got I've got nothing, uh, you know, substantiated. It's just, like, I was thinking about it this morning, actually. And, like, that could be a fun thing. Like, I mean... He's not evil, though.
2: He's, just because he's in Section 31 doesn't mean he's evil.
0: I mean, I think they're going to point it that way. I mean, the woman was like, I can shoot you and kill you.
2: <laughs> oh, they, they, I hope they redeem Section 31, because Section 31 was cool in DS9. It was very cool in Section 31, when, yeah. when it was first introduced, it's like, it's is sloan crazy is he the only one in his section 31 does he think it exists and it doesn't like you weren't sure and then they went back and retconned it it's in enterprise like malcolm was in it it's like it's just everywhere all of a sudden it's just stupid i love the ba- the black badge reference because we made fun of that at the time Giorgio's showing everybody like, yeah, super-secret organization. And all gotta, these people
0: a, with a black badge. Yeah, they never had that in Deep Space Nine. And that's that's the one thing that kind of took me out of Season 1, too. Because, like, they mentioned the Section 31 walk. And I'm like, you're not supposed to know about Section 31 at this time period. Exactly, yeah. Like, no one's supposed to know about it. Why does anyone know about it, even in TOS times? Like, it's so dumb. Like
2: I'm ugh. kind of hoping they redeem Section 31. Because the original idea for it was to do things that might be really a little shady, but to protect the Federation. They're not supposed to be bad guys. They're just... Doing the right things, but in the only way that they can to get it done.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's kind
2: the, of riding that line, right? They're
0: in Justify the Means people, uh, yes. which which is, you know, not always good. But they're playing that as just awful. But I think that's mostly because of, like, representing a modern audience. And the modern day as yeah. everything is, like... Political and da, da 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 da, and so like because unjustify the means, people and government are like evil.
2: It's just X Files syndrome, isn't like, it? It's like yeah. the, the government will do whatever it needs to do behind the scenes to to keep, you know, the general public out of the loop.
0: So. Yeah. So that, that's just that's just unfortunately the time and age we live is this just over politicized mind-numbing apocalypse and then we have to suffer through that in our entertainment too because entertainment Bleeds can't in. be entertainment can no longer just be entertainment anymore which is why discovery is terrible it's gotta be
1: a political message
0: <laughs> which is why your of message. power is terrible like like I, I i've seen more and more youtube videos that are like talking about if it says made for a modern audience it's going to
2: be trash and i'm like
0: <laughs> that's definitely a catchphrase for trash lately
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah, going back to my least favorite or down yeah, it would be the peanut hamper episode. oh, um, that's
1: unanimous, as I, okay <laughs> cool. as much as I, I thought as that was gonna I, be the one out there
2: as much as I enjoyed what they wanted what they were trying to do, and try something new um, and it kind of kind of made up for it at the end a little bit, but uh, yeah, it was kind of like the whole episode I'm like. Why am I watching Avatar and Dungeons with Wolves? And- <laughs>
1: yes. so. Okay, cool. I
2: I feel like I fit in. <laughs> One of us. One, One of, of us. us. <laughs> so
0: yeah, like, it it was. It's a vehicle to something bigger, and that's fine. And it's it, it just sucks that sometimes the vehicles to something bigger episodes just don't land. Especially, yeah, it wasn't they, executed. Especially, I guess. especially when when they are trying trying to be bigger. Um, I thought the California class, cons- like the when they were fighting each other, like for the trying to get the job done quicker, that was kind of mm-hmm. fun, but also kind of just bizarre, like the giant Gen monster. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This yeah. uh, i was like what <laughs> it was a weird episode too
0: it was it was you know not it was also like one of the lower it had some fun parts but it was also like why why is this even
1: happening this is weird
2: <laughs> i love that they come together at the end the cali classes and
1: oh yeah the captain, the captain is that realistic that kind of bothered me a little bit because mariner was like kind of like on the sidelines and then she's just like i brought everybody is that, yeah, is that something that could terrible. actually happen?
0: It it, it felt uh, like episode 9 you know, a little bit. Star Wars episode 9. We brought all the ships everywhere. We bringing everything.
2: Well, the only thing, I wish there would have been one line, because they did say they're shuttering the California class. I wish one of the admirals would have said, yes, we've re- re- recalled them all here for decommission. So that they were all on their way
1: to the Oh, this that would have been good. That would have made more, a lot more sense.
0: One line could have saved that, that and, fixed and it. made it make way yeah. more sense. Because the thing is. In Star Trek, it's usually like, whatever the hero ship is, we're the only one in the sector. It's like, really? We're around Earth. Have you heard of this little place called Utopia Planitia? Or the shipyards no. on Mars, uh, you know, that are also... Send a half-finished ship. As long as it's got, you know, life support on the bridge, send it to Kamikaze something. Like, help someone out. Like, do something. Like, <laughs> like remote pilot it. Don't let an AI do it, but remote pilot. Like, do something. Like... Really? And your Earth solar system and the Enterprise is the only one there, the heart sure of the Federation. <laughs> How big a sector is? Seriously? Uh, it's the only anyway. ship in this sector. <laughs> what was it? Discovery season three? They could only see like six sectors across or something like that. I'm like, really? Yeah. What? <laughs> uh,
2: I'm started. That's all about Discovery. <laughs>
0: I know I got to poke the bear because you've seen. I'm not see like I will only recommend Brian to watch something that I believe in. So I cannot, in good conscience, <laughs> ask him to watch anything of Discovery because it is so bad. I don't, I don't already want to watch season
2: second.
0: one. So yeah, yeah, you made me watch season one. No, you you volunteered that. <laughs> well, I didn't volunteer. <laughs> we you were just, like, oh, we're gonna watch this now. Okay, we were bored at work. Oh, I had to watch it for the podcast. So. <laughs> You uh, <laughs> <so> I joined. <laughs> Before you were on the podcast, I was watching it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah I uh, was
2: wondering why you were doing this stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was like a lot of times you would say, "Like oh my god, that was stupid." <laughs> I mean, I, I, wasn't, was bad. I wasn't having a good time watching it. You, you know, I, I won't make you watch something I think is terrible, unless we think it's so terrible it's funny, and we can talk about it because it's funny. But I will not make you watch that. So just because I know Stuart's saying that, I got to, like, air my grievances. Like
1: season eight, Get is- him out, man. Get him out. It's okay. It's okay. Get him out. You can start crying if you need to. <laughs> the
2: thing is, Discovery would have been if they had said, yeah, this is a reimagining or this is an alternate timeline, this is the Discoverse, which I call it. It's not Prime Timeline. If they like they want to insist that it's Prime Timeline, and there's just so much ev- evidence to the contrary that it's not. So, if, if they had started out saying this is something new, this is our own reimagining of it, this is like an alternate universe, that would have been great. You guys did a fantastic job. Keep it up. But saying it's Prime and just making it all wrong just ruined it.
0: So. And, and honestly, with the beginning of season four, I almost turned off the first episode of season four, like, five minutes in, with their like, yeah. weird, like, trying to be Joss Whedon lines with, like, the weird butterfly alien things. Yeah. Like, the dialogue was so bad, I almost just turned off season four minutes after it started. I was like, oh my that god. That means it's
1: good. That means it was really good, and you are just, like, saving it for, like, the perfect time to watch, right? Oh,
0: man, it yeah, was good. so bad. I, I I watched
2: it, but... Trailer for season five just looks awful. I I have not
0: seen the trailer. <laughs> Nothing not exciting it. in it
2: at all. It's like, oh wow. Good. And the all most right.
0: exciting thing for season three was was a morn, and he was in it for he was in the show for just as long as he was in the trailer.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, one of his species. Yeah,
0: yeah, a morn. Yeah, I just called them the morn. Lord, <laughs> they're 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 a sight species of the gorn because they are, right.
1: Why not? Yes, naturally, it makes sense. That's how it's supposed to be. So it sounds like season five of Discovery is going to be really good, then. Oh, you
2: should definitely watch it without
1: watching anything else. <laughs> Just watch uh, season five with nothing, <laughs> uh, nothing else. With See, zero Discovery. context.
2: Just start season five. Discovery's not bad sci fi if it wasn't connected to Trek. If it had. Well, and <laughs> then I have to do it with Trek. It'd be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. If it that's was its right.
0: own thing, it could be great. But they just yes. ruin everything Star Trek. In season three, they're like, yep. oh, time travel kills you. So we're not doing time travel anymore. And it's illegal. And I'm like, why are you killing all the fun things about Star Trek? You're making it like a health hazard to. It, it, it physically hurts you to go back <laughs> in time.
2: Discovery
0: is a health hazard. It, it, this, yeah, it's a it,
1: writing. <laughs> Discovery. They're trying to like bring it onto the viewers. They're trying to like. they're They're. <laughs> They can't do it to just like the actors. They got to bring it to the viewers. So it's it's the, not the for them. Acronym for too. it is
2: STD. So <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek. Really? have oh, yeah. all got their <laughs> acronyms, right? So yeah, yeah. DS9, <laughs>
0: STD, TNG, TOS, hmm.
2: STD. Well, voy, voyager,
0: but... or voyeur. You know,
2: voyeur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Especially the seven of nine episodes where Robert Picardo paints her naked. Thumbs up. <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> oh, three thumbs up. Yeah, that one. Oh, man. The third thumb. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're fine. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, man. They're going to say yeah. I was fired. No, you're fine. No, no, we got to get you back <laughs> on. Blacker? No, no, we got to get you back on for when Brian watches season one of. Uh, like, we'll yes. just do, like, season recaps of old Star Trek once Brian finds the time to watch him. I think that would be fun. Because we've got the two experts talking, then we got Brian. It's great.
1: The <laughs> two experts, and then I'm here. Hello. <laughs> two Star experts Trek. Brian. It's an IP that people like. <laughs> and most of the time, they complain. <laughs> well, we <were> complain <laughs> about the new stuff, because it's just so bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hear I hear about you complaining all the time.
0: <laughs> all right, but Lower Decks is, is really good. It, it Like Stuart said at the beginning, it is by far the best of the new Star Treks, you know, with Prodigy being a close second, because they actually respect canon, ship design, <laughs> and, you know, it's... It's it's where it's at because I feel like Alex Kurtzman maybe doesn't play with it as much or try to ruin it because he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't have his hands action.
2: in it as much.
1: Yeah, he owns so. all of it, right? Or like controls? He can control. He's all
0: executive of it. producer, showrunner. Right? He's like the he oversees the umbrella of the new Star Trek, and he puts his hands in the live action stuff and kind of lets the animated stuff do what it wants to do,
1: which is fine because that's why I these- think he's just oblivious to the hate. Cause I've never seen like anybody say anything good about him ever, <laughs> and I barely know anything about him. He probably has aides like like
0: read uh, comments to him, but they like substitute words. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and when they everyone hates Alex, everyone loves Alex Kurtzman. Wow,
2: that's neat. <laughs> His autocorrect? So A he's got the most punchable face I've ever seen. So. You'd probably say, look, he has the most kissable face. <laughs>
1: they just have all the autocorrects on. <laughs> they, yeah, his
0: his his people autocorrect everything, so he lives in this happy <laughs> this happy bubble.
1: Mr. Kirksman, here are the tweets we have brought to you today, and they're just all the they're all autocorrected tweets. <laughs> on this podcast, I've called Alex Kurtzman cancer, and it's like,
0: "Sit the Hulk's podcast calls Alex Kirksman uh, happy Andy. juice,
1: <laughs> happy man." genius
0: <laughs> his personal happiness a genius <laughs> he's my personal genius I go to him for all my advice he's,
1: he's your personal genius oh man well this is devolved this is to lots of Jesus. stuff <laughs> it's still staying around Star Trek <laughs> just not all lower decks what personal does personal my personal Jesus need for the starship
2: ooh good one cut. not really though no. For Brian, it would be a super deep cut. <laughs> Star,
0: Star Trek. Trek I, I, I referenced. I referenced the Star Trek Five thing, and Star Trek Five is generally considered one of the worst of the original movies. So that's why I, I, I did
1: a bad cut. Yeah, I did. Understood. Definitely. <laughs> All
0: right. Star but Trek it's
1: not as bad as everybody says. Come on now.
0: Star Trek Five has has redeeming moments, but a lot of people generally dislike it.
2: Oh, yes, absolutely.
0: I mean, Ahura tries to go on a chip state with Scotty. I mean, how can you turn that down? Tata chips.
2: <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> it's Star Trek 5. Spock and Uhura having a relationship in 2009. Star Trek, it's like, did you guys only watch the first two episodes of the original series? <laughs> because Ahura says, that's the moon like on Vulcan? <laughs> Vulcan has no moons, despite Vulcan having multiple moons, but that's beside the point. And then they sing together down in the mess hall in Charlie X. So if you watch those two episodes, you'd be like, oh, Spock and her have a thing. They don't ever again, really. Nope. That's all they watched. That was all the research they did for the 2009 <laughs> film.
0: Well, that's that. That's why I like the red-letter media, because they had to establish Spock as a not-gay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the case case, uh, case, the of case not of case. case. Speaking of, if Brian loves Red Letter Media, he, he should watch um, um, Rich and Jay's review of TNG. They do it in two parts. So I, and yeah, if you don't know much about Star Trek, but you like Red Letter Media, they do a good job of laying it out for people that aren't really Star Trek fans. So,
1: they had Jay on? Jay's not a Star Trek DJ. guy either.
2: Rich, Rich and uh, Mike. Mike. Rich and yeah. Mike, sorry.
1: Oh, okay. I, was, I thought it was going to be, like, Rich explaining to Jay what's going on.
0: <laughs> well, like, their Star Trek trivia uh, fight was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty
1: funny. <laughs> Every once in a while, Jay would get one right. But it would be, like, some <laughs> weird, obscure, like, actor that doesn't really have too much relation to Star Trek.
0: Yeah, he just appeared to oh, like,
2: just had They um, had Quaid on, who plays Boimler. Yep. It's
1: impressive sometimes how they can just like pull like these like A list like celebrities sometimes just like on their best of the worst. I wonder how that like how that like go about how did they get him on the show like how did that happen?
2: Probably a fa- he's probably a fan of regular media, so
1: yeah, that's probably, I guess that's probably him.
2: true. I mean, they they emailed me, they wanted me to come on, but I, I, did, I
1: just just like didn't feel like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Too much work.
0: Well, thank you for coming on a to synthaholic story. <laughs> you
2: guys are respected.
0: Oh yeah, I, uh... <laughs> I mean I Media yeah. does get a lot of hate. They <laughs> do, yeah. Well, I remember one video a couple of years ago. It was just like it was just like noise or something. And then like someone wrote a comment like, "This is why they haven't hit a, like a million subs or something like
2: that." <laughs> <clears throat> they also put a bunch of, a bunch of v- vintage Star Wars action figures in it.
1: That video was. Fu- I still think oh, that video was funny. That one was great. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> this totally. is a giant fish tank. One.
2: You can just give me that one, maybe. No, okay. <laughs> i gonna put in acetone. <laughs> oh man, that's good. Oh,
0: but it man, yeah. Lower deck season three. It it had its ups. It had its downs. Overall decent. It's heading somewhere exciting. Overall hopefully. decent. No, it was overall good. Overall good. Yeah. And you it's, didn't give it a five out it, of and, ten. And it's going to to better
2: places. Hopefully, it'll be a big season. It, it, Even bad or iffy um, episodes of Lower Decks are still head and shoulders above some of the best episodes of Discovery so even bad bad Lower Decks is good Star Trek
1: Yeah, Well I mean if it stays where it is even if the next season stays similar to where it is now I still think it's really good I I still really enjoy it The peanut hamper
0: bird sex scene is more uh, believable than any Michael Burnham sex scene so
2: I hated I hated Peanut Hamper since the beginning. And I kind of, you know, we didn't hear from Peanut Hamper for a while, and I'm like, was my f- hate for Peanut Hamper misguided? Am I being too much of an <laughs> asshole? And it's like, misguided
1: nope. hate. Nope.
0: <laughs> no, it Peanut is Hamper is an awful exocomp. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I'd say so.
0: All right. But yeah, we've got plans. Brian, you got to get on watching Star Trek so we can do it. A- Season recaps of old Star Trek. <laughs>
2: That'd be
1: fun. Oh man,
2: Brian's Strap got a lot of,
1: There's a lot of There's that's a lot of, of Trek to catch up with. <laughs> Strap them
2: in uh, like Aquacorn Orange style. I have like six monitors. I'll just lean
1: <laughs> just uh, all at series. like five times speed. <laughs> and just eyes. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Tape your eyes open. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen
2: it all. I've seen it all. You have not I've seen, seen what I have seen. <laughs> you have
1: not seen what I've seen.
2: <laughs> I couldn't imagine not, have, not having watched Star Trek and trying to get into it, because there's so many hours of Star Trek. It would seem like a daunting task to get through it all.
1: That's what Brian said. It at, is a daunting think. task. I've been saying that for years. Because <laughs> Dave's been watching, trying for watch years. One,
2: watch one every day, and within like... In fifteen years, you should be good.
1: <laughs> oh, cool. So in fifteen years, we can and talk
0: about it. Well, no, no, just like it, it, seasons are only twenty-seven episodes, so like in a month, we could talk about the season of Star Trek once a month, or every other month, depending on what other newer things we should talk about.
1: Yeah,
2: I'd be on board for that. I'd come back to, to talk to you about seasons of Star Trek. Yes.
0: Yeah. Got to educate the Brian. <laughs> <laughs> brian school lesson number one tng season I'm one trek. <laughs> tng
2: well because on trekyards we've been reviewing tng and we're in season five right now but i to put a big you know slam on the brakes on that because all of the new trek on haven't really reviewed any in a while but mm-hmm. we've got up to season five and it's been good going back to revisit them so actually analyze them with like a reviewer mindset it's it's quite interesting what you come up with
0: Oh yeah, it's 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 super nostalgic, and the uh, some, some episodes are great, and some episodes are like, what the hell were they thinking? <laughs> so I mean, like, old Star Trek isn't perfect, but overall, it's
1: much much happier than the new Star Trek. You can tell what episodes they were on drugs when they were writing them. Oh yeah, yeah, She's like very, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Way
2: to Eden, anybody? La hey, la la, 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 la.
0: they're singing their song in the transporter room. Because why hell
2: not? Am and out. Sp- 60s space hippies. Yeah.
0: Hippies in space! So you've got Next. that
2: You've got that going for it. You're not wrong.
0: All right. Well, Stuart, go ahead and plug uh, your truck yards. Uh, if you guys don't know, you should know.
2: We're over on YouTube. Truck yards, all one word. And we just celebrated our eight-year anniversary, so we've been on tr- YouTube for eight years. We have more episodes and more hours of star trek than star trek at this point so uh definitely go check us out we love ships we love tech we do a lot of ship breakdowns and you know get into the nitty-gritty of how the ships operate and what they do and we also do all the reviews of the new star trek now so lots lots to enjoy and we do weekly lives multiple lives a week um where we either reviewing something or talking about something and we do that with our community of a back and forth because you don't want to just talk in a vacuum just the two of us
0: mm-hmm.
2: so it's it's really great to be part of a community that just hangs out with us because a lot of the people in our community don't have friends or family that are into Trek so they have nobody to talk with Trek with so we've, we've met a lot of great people through our community so come and join and uh subscribe to the channel and check out some of our content don't think and- you'll be disappointed brian and- you need to go subscribe right now
1: i already, I, I have been for years well, have you yeah yeah, I got, I, David I, I, David I got him to subscribe to you back like probably like four or five years ago now.
0: Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you a sub. So, uh, yeah, speaking of live stuff and, and live in community reach outs, we do these podcasts live. We have had times where people have come in and chat, and we try to chat back with them. So for future notice, for people who have seen this, check us out live. We We stream live every other Saturday for the podcast, and then it goes up to YouTube to be watched you know at your leisure so leisure yeah check it hey, out oh, then geez. or come chat with us live if you don't have anyone to talk star trek with we're happy to cuz jeff heller who we had on last week he's like i don't get to talk about star trek with anybody i'm so happy to be here with you two guys who know so much about star trek
2: so yeah it was great talking about shared history with star trek so it's good to, anybody you meet that's in the star trek you have something to talk about
0: absolutely absolutely <laughs> Well, thank you again, Stuart, for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Always a pleasure having you on board yeah, thank you. with all three thumbs up, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for having me back. Really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to coming back again in the future. All right. Great. Thank you so much. All right. go no, David. That's <laughs> <At the home.
1: laughs> Got to
0: get it in. Ryan's got to get it in. All right. we'll live long and prosper one and all.
1: Bye. Bye, everybody.
0: See you guys, take care.